Welcome to the Mechanical PE Exam Prep Podcast, the podcast where I give mechanical engineers like you the tools and motivation to get your professional engineering license and take your career to the next level. In this episode, I talk to recent candidate and soon-to-be professional engineer Brad Bonavita about his experience preparing for and passing the HVAC and refrigeration PE exam on the first try. Brad's approach has a perfect balance of confidence and humility, which I hope aspiring PEs will take notice of and emulate so they can have the same success as Brad. So with that, enjoy my chat with Brad Bonavita. Uh, where I'd like to start off, Brad, is just give us a little bit of your background and um, you know what you're working on, maybe some of your academic background and sort of get us up to where you decided you wanted to go for your PE. Yeah. Um, so I have a mechanical engineering degree from Colorado State University. Um, and at least in my program, you know, right when we graduated, we were uh, we were told to take the FE. I don't think it was a requirement, but we were advised it was a really good idea to do it. So uh, I remember taking the fundamentals of engineering, like, I don't know if it was a couple of days before, I, I think it just a couple of days before I graduated um, and passed the FE. I don't honestly remember studying a ton, probably studied for like a week because you know, things are pretty fresh, you know, right. when you're just out of undergraduate. Um, and then, uh, you know, right after I graduated and, and started working, I, I was, I was working as a mechanical engineer slash project manager at a a hydroelectric company that makes an inflatable inflatable dams, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, but there was some professional engineers there and we had to, you know, they were stamping our drawings for these inflatable dam uh, designs that we would, we would use them for either hydroelectric plants, or we actually did like some uh, whitewater recreational courses, irrigation, huh. all sorts of different things. But anyway, all that to say um, there was two PEs on staff and, I kind of like saw the the power of becoming one and kind of first thought it would be a really cool thing to to go after and kind of understood better um, the importance of taking the FE when I did and just, you know, thinking, ah, I got to get this experience experience in the, um, you know, get all this experience done so that I can go for this PE at some point. Right. Um, and then I kind of made a little bit of a career change and went into building automation which is, um, you know, where I'm at now and kind of have become obsessed with and I'm kind of a, a geek about building automation. Um, and as I worked for, let's see, three different companies, um, I had the benefit of always kind of working for a PE. So it was always in the back of my head to like keep those relationships and, you know, let them all know that that's kind of a, a goal of mine. Mm. Um, and so I was able to keep relationships with all these, you know, previous employers that had PEs on staff. Um, and then I guess, you know, to, to wrap it up, uh, in this, in about October, just with my work situation, things got a little slow and I had, and I had some free time and I was like, man, what am I going to, you know, do if I'm not as, you know, working 40 plus hours every single week. <laughs> and it just kind of dawned on me one day, like, this, this is it. This is your opportunity. Like there is not going to be a better opportunity. Um, so I started like anyone would and just kind of Googled professional, professional engineering exam and spent a week kind of sorting through all the noise to figure out if I met the requirements, what I needed to do, what the first steps were, how I was going to become ready for this. Right. And, you know, so how much time would you say you spent from sort of 
coming to that aha moment, like, wow, this is the pocket of time that I might actually want to go for it to like reading all that, figuring out the requirements, figuring out if you met the requirements and kind of crafting a plan. Was that because I feel like for different folks, they can spend a lot of time or a little bit of time in that window. I think it was about a week for me, which probably seems like a lot. Um, and I think there were two aspects to why it took me so long. Like, first, there's just kind of the sheer confusion around it. Like, I'm reading these documents, trying to figure, you know, I'm reading, I'm on the Colorado, uh, the Colorado labor page, trying to figure out the requirements. And then I'm back on NCEES, trying to figure out the requirements and can be a little confusing. And, and I actually, I had an email correspondence with you because, um, you know, most states, I believe, have you apply and then you can sit for the exam. And it took me quite a while to figure out that in Colorado, you have to take the exam and then you can apply. And it seemed kind of backwards. So there was that. Right. And, then, and then the second aspect that, that um, took me so a week is that it's just kind of like, um, like the courage to actually dive into it, you know? Um, I, I start toying, you know, with like my wife and stuff, like, I think I'm going to take this. And then I start telling people that I'm not as close to, like, I think I'm going to take this. And um, my best analogy, uh, I, when I was thinking about it, I knew I was going to talk to you is like, I'm a runner and I like to, I'm not like a great runner, but I like to do like half marathons and stuff. Uh -huh. And you don't like train for a half marathon and then sign up for it and then do a half marathon. That's never how it goes. You sign up for a half marathon and then you train for it. Right. right. So like, you can you can say you're going to take the the PE, but you're actually not going to really put in the effort until you go like either put in your application or apply for that or uh, schedule the exam date, and then you're like, all right, it's on. I got to actually do the work now. Yeah. That's a perfect perfect metaphor. You know, you just maybe there's some rare folks out there who can get motivated to go through that whole process of getting themselves ready but it's pretty unusual. Um, it's, it's much more helpful to have that, um, you know, registered date or at least some level of commitment. Like you said, telling folks in your life, like I'm, I'm going for it now. And, and then you're on the journey. Yep. Yep. Telling people was really important because it like kind of made me believe it, but also like kind of putting your money where your mouth is, you know, like mm. I said, I had to, I had to sign up for the exam before I could apply. So the first real, um, I think financial investment I made in this was scheduling my exam, which was a couple hundred bucks. But like, you know, I, I remember the like hovering over the proceed to checkout button, right? And being like, it's enough this to is make it, it like, real. <laughs> right. This this is enough money. I'm not gonna waste this money, you know. If I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. Um so so yeah, that's that's the moment it kind of really became real. And I started telling all my friends and family and everyone that that's what I was doing. Awesome. And then the next thing presumably was to figure out how you were going to go about it. So how did you start to unpack that question? Yeah. I mean, I think those two things actually kind of happened in parallel, but you can mm. treat them independently. Like I was figuring out how I would study at the same time that I was, you know, figuring out when I was going to take it and everything. But so at the same time I was going through all that, um, I started with no real plan scouring the internet for how I was going to go about doing this. I saw that, um, you know, when you sign up for the exam and or when you're looking to sign up for the exam, you can buy a practice exam from NCES. But I knew that wasn't like going to be enough. I was completely rusty going into this. Like, yes, I have a job in engineering in like building automation, which in my opinion, got made me like 
ready and already an expert at like five to 10% of it. And the other like 95 to 90%, I, I don't remember. I don't do that stuff normally. Um, so I think the journey kind of went, um, you know, I, I, I saw some textbooks that I could purchase. I, I, that to me still seemed a little bit, um, daunting in terms of like, just a book is all I'm going to have, like the merm. Um, and then, you know, I started looking into, you know, I kind of found that there were some courses I actually didn't end up on your course first. I was looking pretty deeply into another course wasn't really sure, watched some videos, like felt okay about it. And I actually remember, this is all just from a Google search for either HVAC and refrigeration PE exam study courses or something like that. I got, I, I hit a Reddit link and there was a Reddit thread that was like, how should I study for this test? And and that's actually the first time that like I saw your name. There was a bunch of comments that were like, you should look into Dan Malloy. It's better than the other ones. Like look into this. And that's actually how I first ended up on your website. Um, and what I like about what you've done is that you have, uh, you have enough content that's, that's free, that it's just enough to get like a taste. And I, I went through all your free content and watched your videos, which was kind of like the start of my studying. And by the time I was done, I, I just, I knew that my brain understood the way you thought and that I thought you explained things well. So by that point, it was kind of a, a no brainer to me that like compared to the other things I'd looked over, like I just, I liked the way you explained things. And I knew that if the rest of your content was like the small portion that was free, I was, I was going to be in good shape. So then I was like, all right, this is it. I'm, I'm committing to this course. I'm confident based on what the internet is telling me in my own gut, that this is going to be what I need to, to get there. That's awesome. And once you kind of got started on that, was there anything that surprised you about the process? Was it was it like smooth sailing from A to B or were there like highs and lows? Was it a journey for you? Did it happen quickly? Did it feel slow? Was it a slog or was it fun? Like what was your experience of actually going through that study process? Yeah. Um, so with your course, one I think I told you this before too. One of the things I really like is that you have the the daily insights and the fundamentals, which is, if people don't know, that's like, it's Dan explaining topics without any real questions behind them. Like going back through, like going back through refrigeration cycles, going back through how cooling towers work. And so for about a week, it was just kind of almost like listening to lectures, you know, and I was taking notes on just like, oh, and it was all like when you go over a, a topic at least in my experience, it, it aligned well with what I remember from school. It was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that. So I needed it. And that right. was great because um, maybe to, the, the first like pitfall is when you actually have to do some practice problems. Like, of course, you're going to be bad at practice problems when you, when you do your first, you're not going to get your first four right, if not your first 20 right, you know? So that, th those daily insights and fundamentals took away some of the pain of those first problems because I didn't get them right, but at least I like, okay, I, I remember going over this, like I understood. So, um, yeah, I think that, um, the, the, the intimidation is definitely starting those first problems and that's where it gets tough, yeah, but that's you a don't great learn point. unless you fail them. Like you have, you have to fail a couple to, to learn them. That's a great um, point. And I, I think that's a really healthy mentality that sometimes candidates, um, don't have at the beginning of the process and, you know, we all have the potential to be, to have that reaction at the beginning. Um, 
you know, we want to be perfect. We want to go in and, and just like right off the bat, be getting everything right. And it just doesn't go that way. So the fact that you were able to recognize that and say, okay, this is the process and I just have to keep going. I think that's a really good takeaway for folks that are at the beginning of the journey is to, to recognize that like there's going to be some uh, roadblocks at the beginning. Yeah. And that that's that's inevitable and that's okay. That it, That is the way these obstacles as we overcome them are totally. getting us incrementally closer. Yeah. Yeah. And one, one study tactic that worked really well for me and, you know, I don't know if it would help others, but, um, you know, I do the problem as, as well as I could and then watch your video to, you know, learn why I got it wrong. And when I was watching your video to learn why I got it wrong, I would take out a red pen and I would actually either write or mark where I did wrong. Like I made this calculation wrong or like, I didn't understand this, or maybe just like, I, entirely didn't understand the concept and didn't know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, but then it was nice because when I'd go back through all these problems, I could just look at the red and be like, oh, I didn't know how to look up, you know, the humidity humidity ratio back then. I do know now. So I know I could probably solve this problem. Right. It was that a nice way to like the see. whole solution path from there. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're that's brilliant. You're focusing right on the things that are missing that yeah. enable you to kind of take it all the way to the finish line. Right. Exactly. Um, and then the second part of your question was like, you know, was it, was it enjoyable or what did it feel like? And I thought it was really interesting because, you know, being six or seven years out of school, um, it was really fun at the beginning. Like <laughs> it was kind of like, I'd compare it to like probably how the average person feels about doing the crossword or like a Sudoku. Like it was like Sudoku mm -hmm. for an engineer, right? Here's this five minute problem puzzle. Um, and for the first like 70 hours, it was really fun. And then I hit sort of a wall where it then became a job. Like post that, I was like, all right, I'm kind of getting tired of this, but I know yeah. I still need to learn more. So it was fun, but there was a cliff to the fun where it, it be, went back to work after a little while. Yeah, that's really honest. And I love that answer. I think a lot of engineers can relate to that. We probably became engineers because we enjoy using the critical thinking part of our brain. We like right. having to figure out what assumptions to make. And if we make those assumptions, then we can map out a solution. And then we can follow a convergent process that leads to an answer. And that's an objectively correct answer. Like that's a really fun itch to scratch for most engineers. Totally. At the yep. same time, enough of anything, even something that you enjoy and something that you're good at can be exhausting. And I think there's an endurance component to the PE, both in terms of kind of surviving the studying that you have to get through, depending on how much time you choose to spread that over, and then the exam itself. So yeah. I guess in your experience, you kind of had an, enough endurance, you, you ran into your limit, you pushed through that limit, and that got you to the exam. Were there any butterflies going into it? Were you confident? Um, you know, and, and tell us a little bit about your exam day and how that went for you without, you know, sharing any, any specifics, sure. just your of experience course. of it. Um, I, I don't know if nervous is the right word for how I went into it. It was just more like I felt the, the gravity of what I was doing. You know, I'd put like three months into this thing. I wanted to be successful. I felt confident, but I was also like, this is a big deal. I really need to perform well. Um, one thing I will say about like the days leading up to the test that was at least a little nerve wracking for me, and maybe I can normalize this a little bit is that I was finding, I had a couple other resources rather than yours, and I was still doing some fresh practice problems on certain things. And I was still finding small 
pockets of things where I was like, I've, I've never seen this before. Mm. Um, so that can be a little nerve wracking for sure. Um, so maybe just normalizing that a little bit for people who might be that close is that like, you know, I, I passed it and there were certainly things that I would see on questions where I still had no idea. Um, I guess the best cure for those is just getting as comfortable as you can with the handbook that you think that you have a chance at something you've never seen before and finding what you need. Yeah. Um, so and, yeah, those were kind just of, to, yeah, go ahead. Just to add on to that, the, the idea that our work is never really done. Um, you can take the PE pass, become a licensed professional engineer and not know everything. And that's okay. That's expected. If we take, um, you know, a hundred practicing professional engineers off the street and start hitting them with exam questions, they're not all going to get all, all right. of them right. In fact, um, some of the ones who took it a long time ago, maybe maybe getting quite a few wrong, may not be able to pass the PE exam again uh, in the future. And that's a funny thing to think about. Like these folks are creating drawings, stamping drawings, and um, you know we're putting a lot of, of faith in them. So there's something subtle that happens. The exam is just part of it. It's the application. It's the experience. Um, it's the ownership that you have and responsibility that you take once you are actually practicing for some number of years. And I think enough of that kind of offsets yeah. um, how many exam questions people can solve. Right. But I interrupted exactly. you. So, so no, no, that's a, it's a great point. I was just going to mention on the exam day. Um, I felt I, I wasn't too nervous at that point. I was just ready. And um, it actually went pretty quick because I was so focused on what was going on. Um, the, the one, the one strategical difficult part for me is the way that they split it today where, um, you know, you have, it's an 80 question test, but you have an opportunity to take a break after your first 40 questions, but that break is not, um, there's no schedule for when that break occurs. So mm. if you were bad at time management, you could spend six hours on the first 40 questions, go take a break. And now you got two hours left. Um, but uh, the point is what made it difficult for me was that when I was getting close to question, getting to question 40, I was, I was hitting the four hour mark. I was up against it and I had things I wanted to go review. So I had this, mm. this challenging mental decision of, do I eat into my afternoon time to go spend this time to review when I don't know anything about that afternoon, right? Like, is it going to take me longer or shorter? Um, so I, the decision I made was to kind of, quickly go through those and try to end it as close to four hours as possible, which in hindsight, the second half did not take me as long. And that's definitely not advice for someone like who knows how the questions will be oriented. But by the time I was finishing the second half, I was, I was wishing that I would have had that, that extra time on the first half to go review those in, in more detail. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really tough decision to make because uh, if you knew that the second half was going to be relatively fast for you, you'd love to have that time back do a little yeah. more careful review on the on the first part. It's funny that experience seems to ring true for a lot of candidates uh, where they're ending up with extra time because of the second half is going faster, but not across the board. And I think the reason for that might just be um, experience level and not necessarily the nature of the questions that's being asked, but what tends to take up time for different engineers mm -hmm. and where their preparation was aligned more or less to uh, the nature of the questions on the first and second half. So that's yeah. that's something for folks to take away. And I think we probably can't give perfect guidance toward that, but uh, it's a, at least a good anecdote for people to consider. And, you know, 
even if you had taken an extra half an hour there and still left yourself three and a half hours, that is pretty good. Uh, to your first point, like if you take six hours and then leave only two, that probably feels like a mistake. So there's an answer somewhere in between those that yeah. will work for most people. Yeah. Yep. And then you felt like it pre went pretty well when you walked out of there, you were fairly confident or... Not so confident. How are yeah, you that, I I won't say I won't say that I was like extremely confident leaving. I just think, um, again, without going into specifics, the way the questions are worded and and the way that the answers are given, it's I found it very difficult to understand if I was doing well or not. You know, mm. I, I guess the example that I'll give, not being specific, is that you'll do a question and like you'll get you'll get the one of the answer choices like down to a decimal point you're like okay i feel pretty good about that i'm spot on and then you'll do another question and you're like 25 units off out of a but they're but they're a thousand units apart each of them so like the the precision of the correct answer versus what i got was really hard to get any pattern on like sometimes yeah, really I'm spot variable. on yeah and i actually think your questions did a good job of that as well in terms of like um, you know, sometimes it's right on and sometimes you say, you know, well, it's 19 and one of the options is 21. So the best answer is 21. Um, but yeah, that precision in the answer choices and how it varies to me made it pretty difficult to understand whether I was doing right. Like I, I felt that I had, a, I knew the right approach to a lot of the problems, but it was very hard to understand whether I was making errors while I was doing them because mm. the answer choices are creative or smart yeah. in the way that they're spaced. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and that's part to me, like, I know this is one of the things that drives a lot of candidates nuts and it drove me nuts when I was taking these exam too. But I also think it's kind of what makes engineers better because we need to be able to switch our modes of thinking from being very precise and, um, you know, careful and making sure we think about all the details but not getting so lost in the details that we're able and willing to step back and say, does this answer make sense? Am I in the right ballpark? Have I made some assumption very early in the process that took me so far afield? And then I did everything really precisely after that. Well, whoop de do. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a great point. And I think the exam is, is good for that. And I yeah. hope folks uh, kind of take that on and, and don't resist it. Yeah, I like the way you put that in terms of like, there's the the computation and the precision in getting it right and following formulas, et cetera. But if you're, I, I remember being proud of a couple of questions where I would like, you know, make an assumption and, and then I'm thinking as I'm going through the rest of the problem, like, well, if anything, because of my assumption, it's going to be lower than this, or it's going to mm. be higher than this. And then like, after you're done, you can zoom out and say, well, I did say, you know, I'm between two answers. And I did say based on this one assumption that it would be lower and, you know, make your decision both, you know, very precisely with your computation and then zooming out and thinking what would affect you to be a little higher or a little lower than one of the, one of the solutions. Exactly. A good concept. Yeah. And what you just described is the concept of engineering judgment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's one of the things that is being examined on the PE. So candidates have to be ready for that. And, uh, and you were, so <laughs> Congratulations. And I'm um, really excited to see you get this milestone and um, excited to see what's next for you in your career. Yeah. Is there anything um, specific that you're excited about that you're working on or that you're working toward um, now that you've 
finish this? I know you probably still have some steps to go through with the application process first. Yeah, I, I actually just finished everything I could do on the application and submitted it to the Colorado board. So I've got a dashboard now that shows me kind of their status and that the time that's taking for them to go through it, which, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm eagerly awaiting and it's hard to understand how long that's going to take. Um, but to answer your question, um, I don't know, this is just something I've put a lot of effort into. So I'm going to be really proud when I can, you know, say that I'm a PE. Um, I don't particular. I'm not in a particular position where I'll have to be doing stamping right now, but I do like that it opens up new career paths for me that I can have that. Um, and I'm just kind of proud to have the PE next to my name and, um, you know, like meetings that I go to, to let people know that I've, I've put in the, the, the time and the effort to show that I, I'm technically sound on this stuff and that, you know, my, my opinion is valid and it has a lot of basis behind it. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that aspect of it. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I love it. Awesome, Brad. Well, thanks for coming on and, um, looking forward to sharing your story with a lot of other candidates like you. So uh, sure. I think we'll leave it there. Okay. Thanks a lot, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Mechanical PE Exam Prep Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review to help other engineers find the podcast. And if you're looking for a program that will help you pass the PE exam, check out the full access bundle available at mechanicalpeexamprep.com and feel free to reach out with any questions. I would be honored to be your guide on the journey to becoming a professional engineer.